And now it's time for Geek News. I bring no meat. <laughs> that sounds like something you need to discuss with your wife. <laughs> it should stay internal. <laughs> well, for my wife, it's the kielbasa. <laughs> but for here, not even a pack of lunch meat. All right, what do you got, sir? I have a variety of topics. First and foremost, I say that with authority. Warplock Minis, a uh, miniature company out of uh, the UK, uh, has a Kickstarter starting on August 1st for a new game they're going to be producing called Arc World. Uh, that is Arc World with an E at the end. Not a lot of details on it right now, but he's been running a couple contests of uh, existing figs from different lines, and he's got a contest going. I believe it ends on the day the Kickstarter goes live for... Uh, one more band from each faction, and he's, according to the image, he's got four factions, 165-page rule book, and some other bits and bobs. So it looks like he's already got a well-fleshed-out game, and he's uh, just now looking for production costs. So that's, uh, to my mind, a positive. You know, unfortunately, dude's in the UK, so I'm unlikely to be jumping on this. But he does awesome minis, Warplock. They do really good stuff. And, you know, if the exchange wasn't so horrible, and then crazy shipping, pretty much doubling the cost of even the most inexpensive figure, I'd probably buy more of his stuff. But, yeah, come August 1st, or come yesterday, depending on when you get this out. Uh um, we go again. You're starting, <laughs> starting early. I just respect your time, and I know that you don't... You put a lot of work wow. in here, but you wow. don't live. Wow. You don't live on the editing uh, editing software. You're laying it on. <laughs> Hey, I get a favor, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> uh, so August 1st, it's going live on Kickstarter. It's Warplock Minis, W-A-R-P-L-O-Q-U-E, on its Arc World, A-R-C-W-O-R-L-D-E. I'm kind of looking forward to that, and I'd like to see this uh, get some success, because like I said, his other stuff is uh, some really good uh, subs for uh, Warhammer Fantasy, stuff that's, that's what I've been looking at it for anyway. I wanted to point out Charles White sent me an email today. For those who might find that name familiar, it's because he's one of the people that we did a Game of Crowdfunding interview with recently who does, him and his wife make modern-day RPG maps. Uh, so we talked to him recently, but he let me know that he is providing maps for a Diesel Punk Savage Worlds RPG right now called The Frozen Skies. It is on Kickstarter right now. So go check that out. Again, if you've uh, checked out any of Charles White's maps over on like Drive Through RPG or his most recent Kickstarter, you know the quality that he's putting out. So just wanted to pass that along. And again, we'll put a link to all of this stuff in the show notes for the Geek News. I'll stay in the minis vein for a while. Second and second foremost. <laughs> nah, that just doesn't roll. Games Workshop has their pre-orders system up for Lizardmen. For Warhammer Fantasy, they're on pre-order right now with, well, it's the first weekend of the month, so it might actually be this weekend that it goes live. So it's Lizardmen, this is Jordal's favorite army. They're getting a new book, a bunch of new figs, uh, some new magic. I've been looking at some stuff, and I've got to say I really like the look of the Bastilladon and the Carnosaur. They look really cool. They also got some little flying raptor dudes where their lizards fly around on, but these two big dudes are really appealing to me. I'm trying to find ways that I could uh, undeadify them <laughs> and get them into my army is something. Pre-orders are up, and live orders should be uh, up uh, by the weekend. Shuriken Board Game by Awesome Enterprise. This is on Kickstarter right now as well. It's going to August 19th. 
And unless it's something that we're going to talk about or that we're going to have a conversation around or it's kind of noteworthy, I don't really promote as many Kickstarters here since we have the game of crowdfunding stuff going on. But this one doesn't qualify for me to be able to take a pick. And the biggest reason I'm talking about it here is he's looking for $95,000. He's currently at around $28,000. But his most recent announcement is really what kind of brings this up. You've probably been out and seen a lot of people talking about Kickstarters and stuff. And the one of the common comments lately is, well, I'll wait till it hits a store, right? And a lot of people are doing that. Well, I'll wait. I'll see it in my store. Or I'll wait till it's... It's on sale after this, or I'll wait till it hits Cool Stuff Inc., you know, this stuff like that. His most recent announcement is he's said that he is not going to sell this through distribution, even if funded. So the order will be pretty much for the games, plus some padding. Anything left over, he'll sell on his own website, but he's not going to try to go through distribution channels, and he's trying to let people realize that, that this really is a game that will not get made if people don't help fund it. Now, you know, obviously he's got a few things against it. I mean, he's looking for $95,000. That's kind of high for what you usually see for uh, this type of thing. But it's probably more accurate, which is something we've talked about off and on on, the, you know, on other spots. Uh, it's $75 for the game, so it's a higher price game. But actually, I was looking at you know, and I first saw that, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. But then I started looking at it. I mean, you get 250 plastic ninja miniatures, uh, a few different sculpts for the miniatures, and a bunch of other stuff that comes in it. So the price isn't outrageous for what you're getting. It goes to August 19th. It's got quite a ways to go. But the biggest reason, again, I'm bringing it up is because he has made that claim. Look, you know, I, I hear this comment all the time. This is truly a game that's not going to get made, and it's not going into distribution. It's make it or break it off of this Kickstarter. Monty Cook Games is teaming up with Reaper Minis, and they're doing a 10-fig box set for his new RPG, Numenera. It's not blind, it's just a 10-figure set. It's the same set of figures in every box. The grays look pretty good online, but, I mean, there was no rotating pictures, no 3D imaging or anything like that. So, I mean, the fronts look really good. They're uh, supposed to be released at the same time, they say, with the core rule of the player's guide and the other books that they have coming out this month, or August. So that should be on or about August 14th, uh, just prior to Gen Con. But I'm sure they'll also have something there, too. Jarek Smith, which this will come out before. I actually sat down with Jarek Smith recently and interviewed him, and that's one of the interviews we're going to be putting out while we're at Gen Con. But I wanted to bring him up here in the news segment because he's started something new called Got game testers. And what he's doing is it's a YouTube channel and he has a website and a YouTube channel. And what he's doing is he's doing reviews of prototypes. So either pre Kickstarter or even before that, if you want your prototype, you know, looked at and play tested. The one caveat to that is if you send it to Jarek, you've got to be up for having it video reviewed with him and somebody else. And they go over what they like about it, what is, they might be on the fence, what might be able to be improved. And if they think, you know, there's a, a solid game there that can eventually come out of maybe a little more polishing or something like that. So it's pretty cool. Like I said, I sat down with him recently. Actually, I just heard today uh, he also sat down with Richard Bliss on Funding the Dream. So that was kind of cool. I heard him uh, on my way into work this morning, that interview. So this is somebody I think to kind of look for. He's relatively new, got five to seven videos under his belt right now, but he's got some really ambitious ideas going forward. And I think this is a nice little niche that 
uh, is not completely being filled. You know, so there there are people that are do pre Kickstarters, but this is potentially even going a step further back and checking out your game. So while we're at Gen Con or while we're traveling to Gen Con, depending on the order I put them out, you can hear more about Jarek at that time. Sentinel Games, a company I had previously not heard of, has a new sci-fi minis game coming out called Total Extinction. Got some uh, info up and some uh, silhouettes of minis. Uh, they don't have any solid dates, though they said uh, later this week or next week they're going to start doing some uh, updates uh, with more information, more fluff, more maybe even some uh, drawings of the figs. But uh, I'm just throwing it out there because it is technically news, but it sounds really derivative of 40k. It's a grim future. It's very dark. It's, the well, all last of humanity's factions are fighting against total extinction, hence the name. Pretty much all they didn't say was the Emperor and Space Marines. Though I don't think anybody's allowed to say Space Marines anymore, not even Games Workshop. Don't. So I'm putting it out there. It's, uh... So you're putting it on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do they listen? We'll find out. <laughs> if our next step is just us reading a cease and desist <laughs> letter from Games Workshop, there you go. So no solid dates. You can go look for this if you want. I'm like I said, it sounds pretty derivative. But for somebody that's maybe looking for an entry level or entry into a sci-fi game that uh, doesn't have the same fluff and the same history as 40k, and maybe you're not uh, satisfied with Infinity, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Here's another option for you. Tasty Minstrel Games has picked up Ed Marriott's Skullville. Uh, to be published here in the future. This is actually a game that I... It's one of the games that I was uh, disappointed I didn't get a chance to try at the last Protospiel. Uh, there was a lot of talk around it. A lot of people really enjoyed it that did get to play it. This is one I'm looking forward to. Uh, basically a game around making the hottest or the best peppers. Like I said, it got a lot of a lot of good attention. I'm glad to see Tasty Minstrel pick it up. Looking forward to it, but I just wanted to mention that, and congratulations, Ed. Leaving the humorous potential lawsuit behind, an actual lawsuit. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Harmony Gold, owner uh, most famously of Robotech, is suing Hasbro, which I look at that and I go, well, I mean, I hope you have strong really? legal legs, because I think this is something that they could just spend billions of dollars on to make Harmony Gold just grind away in court. But anyway, recently, I guess uh, Hasbro put out a box set called uh, G.I. Joe and the Transformers, The Epic Conclusion. I don't know what it was epically concluding because I don't really <laughs> read either of those titles, pay attention to their cartoons or their movies. But apparently they use essentially a Veritech fighter in the box. <laughs> and Harmony Gold found that out and said, No! So they've put a suing them for a cease and desist to recall any existing product that hasn't sold from distributors and for all the money. So, I mean, Harmony Gold, well known as being a bit of a douche company in the anime world, from what I understand. I did a bit of quick research and mostly it was all, oh, they're dicks. <laughs> so apparently nobody's really surprised by this, but it's kind of one that I'll be interested to see who swings the hardest and longest. Protospiel Milwaukee is having another event September 28th through the 29th. If you've listened to the Protospiel special uh, episode that I did, uh, you'll know that uh, not only myself, but quite a few designers that were there point to these type of events as something that you really need to attend if you get the chance, if you're uh, interested at all in designing games. Unfortunately, this one I can't attend. I wish I could, but I'm already going to Crypticon in Minneapolis, so I'll be covering a, a horror convention this time for that weekend. 
Asmodee Games has released the... That uh, was going to be redundant. Has released the release date for their Dungeon Twister card game. It's going to have a European release date of August 26th and a US, or a North American release date somewhere shortly after Gen Con. They don't have a full-on date, but they're bringing, they said, approximately 200 pre-release copies to Gen Con at their booth. So, I mean, Asmodee is pretty popular, so I imagine those won't last much more than the first day. So, yeah, August 26th in Europe and shortly after Gen Con in the U.S. Dog Days of Podcasting is going on right now. This is something I actually almost wanted to participate in, except for we'll be at Gen Con for a week. What Dog Days of Podcasting is, first it started, we're recording on July 30th, and it started today, and it goes until August 30th. And it is basically a bunch of podcasts have signed up and said that they will podcast once a day for 30 days. The length of what they need to podcast is up to each individual. It could be five minutes. It could be whatever they want to do, as long as they podcast every day. And then dogdaysofpodcasting.com has an aggregated feed that you can sign up for that will uh, be active for the 30 days if you want to hear everybody that puts out content for that event. Now, this is something that actually we might, I might do something similar to this when we do the pledge drive, I think. I think that would be a good time for me to potentially do that. To gain pledges or to push people away? Push people, well, it, the more you pledge, the more likely I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. If it wasn't for Gen Con, it, I, it would be kind of interesting to participate, I think. So that's going on right now. On the comic side, Dark Horse is getting two new Terminator titles going. Uh, they're both going to be coming out in December-ish, unless they're pushed back. Now, Dark Horse back in the day did some really awesome Terminator comics back before Terminator 2 kind of ruined the franchise. So yeah, they got two new miniseries coming out. They're, I believe they're both going to be 12 issues, both starting in December. One is going to be in the T4 timeline, where apparently nuclear or the physics of a nuclear explosion doesn't really work. And the other is going to be set in the original timeline. The T4 timeline one is going to be written by JMS Straczynski. So it's probably never going to get done. But uh, there it is. December, Dark Horse Comics, two new Terminator titles. Uh, No titles for them actually yet, but they will be available. Cryptozoic has put out the rules online for Gravwell, a game that we've talked about previously. And Corey Young is another interview that you'll be hearing while we're at Gen Con. So him and I sat down and talked a little bit about Gravwell and some other stuff. So you can hear that while we're at Gen Con, some some point in that time frame. <laughs> but uh, those rules are online. You can see the PDF for Gravwell, which looks to be a very interesting game. I think we're both kind of curious and interested in it. So uh, I know I grabbed them this, this afternoon but didn't have a chance to look through them yet. On the subject of PDFs, FFG is uh, in the process of getting together Dark Heresy, their RPG Dark Heresy 2nd Edition. And in the case of companies doing things that I totally hate, (laughs) uh, you're asking your public to beta test for you, but then you ask them to also pay $20 for the privilege of beta testing your product. I don't know. I've been involved in many beta tests on MMOs and other games, and I've never been asked to pay because, hey, you want my feedback. See, Pathfinder did it free, right? Yeah. I mean, they it, you got this massive book 
that you could play with all you want and offer feedback. It wasn't until they had a solid product that they said, okay, now you get the printed version and here's what yep. it costs. So they're doing 20 bucks for a book that is, by the sounds of it, or a PDF, I should say, that is just going to be the rules as they currently stand. None of the fluff, none of the artwork, none of the, just, just all your all your rules. And the beta is going, I believe they said, until the end of August. So if you got 20 bucks and you really like Dark Heresy, which apparently it sells very well, but I don't know where that plays it. Spend like 10, 15 more and get the hardcover. <laughs> yeah, I but, have Dark Heresy. But then you I can't say a, that you're a, the, you the were a beta books. tester. I think I'm all right with that. <laughs> Back to Cryptozoic. They've uh, grabbed another license. So they have a True Blood license now that's coming out uh, fourth quarter of 2013 here for uh, a card game called Night Eternal, the game. But! But? But it's not a True Blood game. Right. It's a game supposedly that exists in the True Blood universe. Yes, that the vamps play, I believe it was yeah. described as. I, I really have, and reading through it, I really have a hard time believing that the vamps sit around and play this game. It doesn't sound like a horrible game necessarily. I mean, it's. The, I might argue that. I don't know. I mean, the whole. Yeah. I mean, unless it comes packed with Anna Paquin, I'm really not going to jump on this one. <laughs> it's uh, vampires jockeying back and forth for control over the authority of the monarchy. And it's basically uh, you bid blood points, I believe it is. So everybody's going to have a certain amount of blood points. You bid blood points to control the different factions. Whoever wins each faction gets that faction's pool of blood, and the game keeps going until the first player, the first player to run out of blood, ends the game. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and then it's whoever has the most blood or something, right? If... I only glossed, uh, gave it a quick run over because <laughs> I looked at that and said that's just stupid. <laughs> Sorry, crypto, but. <laughs> No, uh, we'll see. Like we've we've talked before. When I, Jeff buys it as he does every game, I'm sure we'll play it. But. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> Might buy it, but it'll be stuck in a CSI pre-order for eight months after release, <laughs> and then it'll be at the bottom of the queue, <laughs> so it'll never see the light of day. And don't don't start with me if the rules are messed up. <laughs> it'll never get played. I've got two more things that I kind of like to do together or back to back so why don't you finish off whatever you have cw not gw now cw has stated that barry allen the flash is going to have a recurring role in the second season of arrow and uh they've already committed whether he's well received or not that he's going to get his own show uh after the second season of arrow so barry allen is my favorite flash it can be no worse than that piece of tripe that they rolled out in the eighties for hey, one hey, or hey. two seasons. Uh just don't don't put him in a plastic costume. They're also talking like movie right now too. Yeah, they're saying that this is gonna be a lead into the movie in two thousand sixteen. They they released their potential Superman Batman crossover, which looks like it's gonna be based or they've teased that it might be based on Dark Knight Returns where Batman kicks the shit out of Superman. Mm-hmm. And then they're doing Flash as the bridge to the Justice League movie. If I actually thought Warner Brothers could pull any of that off, I'd be excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least no Ben Affleck yet. So there we go. And my last item here is on the book side. I, uh, I'm i not big on the Iron Kingdom's fluff. I like playing the game, but I don't really have any interest in the RPG. But uh, I, I own the RPG. <laughs> you don't need to break it out on my account. Larry Korea 
It uh, looks like I'm looking to sell the RPG <laughs> if there's any listeners. Let's get Michael in on it. <laughs> we'll trade RPGs. We can do Shadowrun and IK and then whatever version of Warcraft he has. I mean, Warhammer, Warhammer he has. Warhammer Fantasy. Then, yeah. yeah, he's got the wrong version. <laughs> and then <laughs> you have the opposing version. And then we can do, we'll just do one night a week. One, blah, 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 blah. And then Descent and Descent 2.0. And Dude, we need to go back to my military days. It was like Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. RPGs, mm-hmm. different uh, GMs for every night of the week. Or every night of the weekend. Anyways, before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, <laughs> dick. <laughs> this news brought to you by Jeff the Dick King. <laughs> so yeah, Larry Korea is writing a book for Private Press's uh or whatever their fiction imprint is. Into the Storm. It's gonna be about uh some Signar forces. I don't know that I'm gonna pick it up, but I was Amused by Larry Korea doing a bit of licensed work here because I really like the Monster Hunters and I'm going to be getting into his uh, his uh, kind of 20s magic book here in a minute. So yeah, Larry Korea working into the storm. There you go. This first one has been talked to death on the internet, but we haven't recorded in a little bit and it's somewhat recent and we do cover Kickstarter stuff. But the doom that came to Atlantic City... Uh, I thought we'd at least address it. We don't have to, you know, again, this has been addressed and readdressed online. But if you've been living in a Kickstarter cave, (laughs) this was something that funded back in June 2012. They were looking for $35,000. This is a game. And they got over $122,000. Now, on July 23rd, the gentleman that ran the campaign, now this is not, the creators, and that's one thing to make sure we point out. This is not the creators of the game. They basically paired up with this guy who was running a company, the Forking Path Company, uh, Eric Chevalier. And on July 23rd, Eric basically posted, eh, the game's not happening. Uh, money's gone. If I get money, I will try to do refunds, but there's no game, and there's no money right now, and thanks. You know, any deal. So this is a, right now, it's an extremely high profile, I don't want to say slap in the face to Kickstarter, but Mm -hmm. slap in the face to the backers and everybody else that, you know, again, he was only looking for 35000 He got 122000 There's no way that that game shouldn't have been made with $122,000. This wasn't a, well, you know, the manufacturer costs this, the manufacturer costs that. This is stuff like, the guy quit his job, moved across the country to start this business, and that's where some of the uh, anger is coming from is because people backed this game and the money kind of got used to back this company starting that might produce the game, (laughs) which didn't produce the game. One of the uh, designers, Keith Baker, recently came out and and kind of gave his thoughts on the opinion on his blog. And the most recent update, there was an update after, the, I think, the July 23rd one where Eric came back and said, you know, here's here's the deal. I am trying to do refunds. Some people have already supposedly gotten refunds. Whether that's true or not or, or been verified, I don't know. Long story short, 
there's a whole lot of people that one aren't happy, two are never going to get their game, and three may never get their money get back. Their money, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I, di- I didn't see the I didn't see the campaign from the beginning, so I can't say. You know, I didn't watch it. This isn't one that I was overly aware of and followed and thought about backing myself. So I can't speak to how it was run or what kind of research that could have been done. But just a quick thing to everybody, you know, we do do a lot of Kickstarter stuff. Just make sure you do your research before you sit down and back anything. Uh, I've been semi-burnt a few times. I haven't not gotten something yet, but I've been extremely unhappy. There's one thing that I'm very close to. I, I did not get what I actually paid for kind of the thing, but uh, and that was one of my early backings. So just, you a know, coaster and an art print. What's that? A coaster and an art yeah, print. Yeah, I got a coaster and art print, and I was trying to get this damn wine game. <laughs> Jamie's awesome. And Jamie's obviously one of the people that, you know, has chimed in. It's like, cause he, you know, his, his blog is pretty much here's lessons about Kickstarter, which has been awesome for a lot of people. If you haven't been checking it out, but I don't know what it was. I don't, I know you've heard of it and, and stuff, but what do you, you got any opinions on that you want to share here? Well, at first when I started reading the story, the cynical side of me was like, yeah, sure. But I read a little bit more and read the, the creators as opposed to the supposed manufacturer. You know, it's a bad deal all around for everybody. I mean, even the manufacturer, I mean, I'm sure somebody is going to take some sort of legal step here. I mean, I, I don't know how many backers they had, but <laughs> you cross state lines and this kind of, it's technically fraud, you know? Yeah, and that was his most recent update, too. That was part of it, too, where he's like, I've already contacted, I think he's in Utah now yeah. or something like that, or Idaho, or so, I don't know where where he moved to. But he's like, I contacted them. I hope he and, hopes nobody knows. <laughs> I think he hopes that. Uh, and, you know, supposedly talked to them. And, of course, his thing is, well, and they, they don't think I've done any fraud. or you know. But, again, this is one person posting that's uh, potentially in a lot of trouble if yeah. everybody kind of bands together. So, I mean, you know, I, I guess it's, I think the, well, it's not the person, but I think Kickstarter takes the biggest hit here. But through no fault of their own other than because... Like you say, do your research. I'm I'm sure not everybody just opened their wallets and threw money at them. I mean, you always do. I would hope you're doing a little bit of research on this stuff. So, I, I, especially at that volume of money, I would assume a lot of people did a lot. You know, at least a little bit of research. I mean, it's it was viewed as a legit project, and it was viewed as a project with legs, and it was known. I mean, it was known at the time that it was a creator versus manufacturer, or a creator and manufacturer thing here. So, but. Whatever happens on the legal side, it's still going to be viewed as a really big black eye for Kickstarter because in the end, they were the intermediary. Yeah. I feel bad for the designers a lot, too, because now it's like even just the name of the game, it doesn't matter. I mean, they created it and kind of went the UBR publisher route, Mm -hmm. which is not uncommon. I mean, that's extremely common. But just hearing the name, not hearing the people associated with it, the unaware layman is going to be like oh that game you know oh yeah, yeah you got no I, I don't want anything to do with this game even though they've got the all the rights back and stuff and mm-hmm. they can try to make the game it could potentially be hard, be hard to, to make it, yeah. yeah and i feel bad for them too because they've had they've had a hell of a process i don't know if you read through some of the stuff but like it was originally going to come out on z-man and then there was some ownership change and stuff mm-hmm. there and it got dropped in the process and then now this guy kind of picked it up and got all this money and now it's just 
not happening and now they've got it back, but it's got all this wonderful publicity around it. So I, f- I feel bad all the way around. It's a lot of baggage on that game right now. So leading from that into this one, so with all of that going on right now and still getting a lot of hype and a lot of people checking it out, there is a second scrutiny happening right now. The game, The Agents, uh, which is as of right now or as of today, it was over 2,000% funded. So, I mean, it's hugely popular right now. But uh, it was pointed out recently that the creator, the designer of the agents was also a creator slash inventor on another Kickstarter project that has not given what they said they were going to do. It's called the Ringbow. It was mm-hmm. a gaming accessory Yes, uh, that has not come out, and there's been some back and forth between him and the person that was helping. He says that she's fully in charge of the company, and he's just the inventor. She says he owns 75% of the company and knows exactly what's going on and has no idea why she, why he's trying to trash the invention while she's still trying to get it produced. And su- as surprised as anybody that he's doing another Kickstarter while this one is still trying to happen and stuff. So it's a lot of back and forth. He said, she said, a lot of people are, are you know starting to turn an eye to this, especially in the wake of uh, Atlantic City. So this is another one that's kind of like, again, it's over 2,000% funded. The game looks great. I, I I kind of am very interested in the game myself. I haven't backed it. Uh, I know Sarah talked about it, I think, as a shout-out on one of the last game of crowdfundings. And now this is all coming to light, and I think some people already kind of dropped their pledges or backed off. And it's one to watch in the in the next few weeks and stuff. Now, from what I've seen... The guy that created the game has been very forthright and tried to step up in front of the public and basically said, ask away. I'll be, you know, I'm, I want to be transparent. But then again, he said, she said back and forth, who's right or who's telling the most truth or whatever you want to think on that one. So, again, just one to kind of watch. But it's bad timing. Well, you know, it, it's good that Kickstarter has that kind of community policing, you know, even though it seemed to be kind of happenstance more than deliberate investigation you know it's not the first time you've you hear about that kind of thing but you know it gets to the point where kickstarter as an organization has to look at are they going to expand their vetting process into i don't know what their whole background process is i know they vet their projects to a certain degree you know they have an approval process but I, i assume that is more for uh, suitability for category and, you know, we're not a store and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Are they going to have to go into actual people now too? This is the third example that I know of in the last 12 months. So less than one a quarter doesn't seem, especially given the volume they push, but it's also big dollar stuff too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've, they've got a, they can't just leave it up to the designers and the backers. I, they have to be a little bit more uh, proactive, both in, Voicing an opinion on these two particular cases and then going forward. I think we are done with Geek News. Not cool.